0: I'm Molly and I'm Abigail we're sisters and we believe in ghosts Episode four. Episode number four. It's a great number. It's such a great number. It is Ryan will be like, yeah, this is hockey number. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, he, he puts a lot of fours
1: in things, I've noticed. Indeed. Indeed, like he I does. Like I do eight, you do yeah. 13. Yep, yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: You know, you bought a black cat. I do. I like
1: unlucky things, apparently, or things that are known to be unlucky. Yeah. Did you finally name the cats? I named the cats. Oh my gosh! We I can we could post pictures on the Instagram yeah. if people want to see. Um, the tuxedo cat is named Moonshine, oh. and the all black cat is named Buffy.
0: Oh, a
1: vampire slaying Fame.
0: We figured we. She sh- is the slayer. She is the slayer. She is. To every
1: generation, there is born one, and it's Buffy, our cat under the chair. Under the chair right now. Buffy yeah,
0: under the chair. <laughs>
1: They're both still really, really shy because they were born outdoors, so they they're just
0: chilling under Molly's chair right now. They're happy because they're under my chair. Exactly, must be it. They can feel your energy. They can feel my energy. Do you think they like ghost stories? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I got spooky cats
1: for a reason. True. I asked I asked specifically for black cats so uh, so that you they would him. enjoy ghost stories. That's the thing about black cats. It's it one is. of their features, like some cats are more sociable, some like right. to be picked up. Black cats like ghost stories,
0: right? Like if you see one running across your path, yeah, it's not bad luck. They're just going to listen to a ghost story. Yeah, and you should follow them, right? If you're into gonna, that sort of thing, yeah. If you're, Which into I'm it. assuming if you're here, you are. Yeah, because this is Supernatural not, Sisters. It's it's a podcast. Hi mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, hi mom. mom (laughs) she uh she now is following us on spotify and apple podcasts i signed her up for both just in case wow just in case she's got it all she's got it all she's a techie Mm -hmm. send her to silicon
0: valley she yeah she's ready she's ready for the big lights bright city nope Well, you were recording this before your trip. Yes, I'm going to Chicago. Yeah, what are you doing there?
1: I'm going to go see a live show, a podcast called The Adventure Zone, um, done by the McElroys, who also do My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and a bunch of other shows. Nice. Um, This is their uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast that the three brothers do with their dad. Oh, wow. And... They're, things I know
0: nothing about. Yes,
1: yes, all the things you know nothing about, but it's wildly funny. They're just, um, their regular podcast is hilarious. So they have a nice. really good dynamic together, and it's awesome. So we're gonna go see that live. Stay with some
0: friends. I'm gonna finally see Chicago, where Colin used to live. Nice. It's gonna be good. I thought you were like meeting the show, and then now I get it. I was like, you haven't seen Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie, for God's sakes. <laughs> i understand now it's gonna be cold as hell yep yep you're gonna have your tears frozen to the side of your face Mm because like you know what it is windy wait what it is windy chicago Yep. i had no idea they don't call it the sunshine state for nothing (laughs) no it is windy that's why it gets its name yeah i went in january so you're a little better off Yeah, I think it'll be
1: a a might bit milder out. Yes. Which will be good. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I'm
0: very excited. And I'm actually going to look up um, a ghost tour to see if I can do that. Definitely. And on top of that, you should find, um, see if there's a tour. What's that book called? White Devil in the City. Uh, Devil in the White City. Devil in the White City. Oh, H.H. Holmes. Murder. Murder. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I feel like there's so much stuff. I feel like there are architecture tours. There's a lot of cool stuff in Chicago.
1: Yeah. Um, i very excited. I might do the architecture tour. Um, Cullen did want to set aside an afternoon for museums, but I feel that would be much better spent on a ghost tour. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he said, we're going to go to a bunch of museums. And I said, I don't,
0: I didn't know this was a learning trip. <laughs> We want to learn history <laughs> ghost stories that's why i love ghost stories that's true because it always ties into history you always get like the backstory it's always fascinating to think about another city in another time well when we were in scotland doing the
1: tour of the vaults i mean that was just so cool from a historical perspective to go see these cool bridge vaults like that was just right. cool in and of
0: itself to go into a place that was so old and had such historical context like I, I and you can get that from museums depending on the museum yes yes like if you go I'm to, not anti-museum no, I want to no, no, put that no. out there <laughs> no and I don't think so I, I just I like ghost tours better <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but I think um in Boston, going to, I went multiple times to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, mm-hmm. which is the largest privately owned art collection on display, like her will. The whole background of it is so fascinating. It's also the largest art heist like, yes. as far as value. And they have the empty frame yes. still, correct, in the so museum? And it's so eerie. Really? It's so eerie. When, once you hit that room, because the whole time you're going through, you're, you know, because you read in the pamphlet where they are. Yeah, yeah. But you kind of go around and you do it in order, and you're looking. And once you know it's that next room, you're like, "Fuck this room! <laughs> Let me see the frames." Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, you can see, yeah, that they were cut out of the frames, and they still hang there today. They
1: were cut out. Yeah, that's pretty savage. But I guess it's, it's so efficient. savage. I guess it's
0: efficient. Yeah, they're cut out, rolled up. Wow. There's lots of fun podcasts on that too. Cool. So, yeah. But yeah. So, so following up on last week.
1: Oh, yeah, I have um, my movie that I'm doing for Haunted Happenings, uh, which is Poltergeist. Oh. Unlike The Conjuring, I don't believe it is based on a true story. This 1982 horror classic was produced by Steven Spielberg and directed by Toby Hooper, who also made Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: So scary terrifying with that movie. don't i can't with that that's a horror I yeah not no no that's, that's, not that's like the classic i'm gonna make every bad decision and <laughs> get my head chopped off yes exactly uh poltergeist tells the story
1: of the freeling family and their experiences being terrorized by spirits including a demon entity known as the beast the ghosts abduct the youngest of the family carol ann with the belief that her life force will quote lead them to the light most of the film follows a group of parapsychologists and a medium trying to rescue carol ann little of note happened on set but a prop mistake could have cost the cast their lives as a result of what is known as the poltergeist curse oh god Uh, So in a scene where the Freeling mother is thrown into a massive amount of mud, skeletons like surface Mm -hmm. um, in the muck and pretty much just scare the shit out of her. Unbeknownst to the actress or really anyone on set, the skeletons were not made by the prop department. Those skeletons were made by people dying because they were real skeletons. Shut. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was just a mistake that there's a rumor out there that it was a budget decision because real skeletons were a lot cheaper. What? Yeah. I think the the right. more accurate thing is that it was just a mistake, which is crazy. <gasps> I don't know how that happens. Uh, the actress who played um, the mother in that scene, Jo Beth Williams, confirmed in a uh, Reddit AMA saying, quote, I also hated working in muddy swimming pools with skeletons around me. When we were shooting, I thought the skeletons were fake. I thought the prop department made them. But later, I found out they were real skeletons bought very cheaply. That really grossed me out.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I know it's not like a decaying corpse that you're swimming in this mud with. But, like, it's... They kind of look corpse-like,
1: though. I I mean, and maybe the prop department, like, treated them a little bit. But they were fucking real. But as a
0: prop department, I think you know pro- procuring those skeletons i would feel really messed up yeah about doing that well despite
1: the fact that like i'd be totally down to have my skeleton used as a horror movie prop <laughs> um it's possible that the spirits of these skeletons were like not psyched. highly possible and um and un- so basically the curse is rumored because there was an unusually high number of cast deaths following the release of the film. Oh, my God. So the first was of Dominique Dunn, the 22-year-old actress who played Dana Freeling, the older sister, died on November 4th, 1982, four days after her boyfriend choked her until she was comatose. (gasps) She never woke up from the coma before dying. I know. Weeks earlier, Dunn had ended an abusive relationship with Chef John Sweeney, but on October 30th, 1982, he dropped by their former shared residence to plead with her to take him back. The encounter ended with him strangling her for what was later determined to be four to six minutes, then leaving her dead in her driveway.
0: Oh my God. I'm assuming he was charged.
1: (laughs) I didn't follow up on that. Acknowledging my sources, I used uh, Wikipedia snopes.com and grunge.com
0: grunge, grunge that's oh that's so sad
1: yes so that she was, was
0: the 22
1: f- 22 so oh. that was the first untimely death mm-hmm. of a cast member the next was of Heather O'Rourke who played Carol Ann Freeling throughout the Poltergeist series starting when she was six so she was the main little girl um, unexpectedly died at the age of 12 <laughs> When she passed of septic shock in 1988. Oh, God. They thought it was an ordinary flu. Right. And then she went into cardiac arrest. Um, there was Jesus. a bowel obstruction. Um, she went underwent an operation, but um, it was too much for her body, and she died on the operating table. Oh, so sad. I know. It's awful.
0: It's awful. Yeah. So they don't were, have any idea where the infection came from. It was just from an obstruction in her. Yeah,
1: in her. It was a bowel obstruction, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which just let loose like um, bacterial toxins into her bl- bloodstream,
0: Ooh. and oh,
1: it was just too much for her. Yeah. So that is sad. Is that? So that's why um, people think that there's a curse.
0: Yeah, um, I'd
1: say. I'd say so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just really, really sad stuff. Um, so, you know, I said there wasn't much of note that happened on set, but there was an actually a near fatal um, accident. That's, um, a, that's of note. That is of note, which is why I'm noting it now. Note uh, that. Oliver Robbins, who plays Robbie Freeling, um, had this accident while fi- filming the scene of the clown choking him. Um, due to a malfunction in the prop clown, Robbins was actually being choked. Uh, they thought he was doing a really good job acting in the scene. No. Uh, like Millie Bobby Brown level, you know, oh child acting. And um, and then he realized that he, they realized real, he was real. actually being suffocated.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, Yeah. Get it. That prop department. Come on now. Yeah, that prop department. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they didn't get hired assholes. Yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're going to choke a child and get some dead right. bodies. Right.
0: God. And that is
1: the poltergeist curse. Oh, that. my God. I know. It's pretty spooky. It's really
0: spooky. Yeah.
1: Um, the main actress, Williams, also um, said something about she, every time she would come home from film filming this, like, these pictures would be crooked on her wall. God. That used to be straight. No. And um, she kind of thought it could be attributed to slamming the door too hard. Right. But also. Which is
0: what I do. You do slam doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can attribute most anything to that. <laughs> Just say
1: that's that. That's like me. I'm like, oh, that was the cat. I also wanted to throw out an honorable mention uh, to a haunted set happening that I found while I was researching. Um, the Nun, which is in the Conjuring yep. Cinematic Universe, um, had this one event that like gave me the chills when I read it. While filming a sequence in the narrow hallway of a real-life Romanian castle um I think it's the director, um, mm-hmm. recounts stepping into a side room to allow a camera to pass. When he entered the dark space, he saw uh, two men sitting in the back of the room. He assumed they were crew members. Um, and then when he turned back around, they were gone. Uh, and there was only like one entrance or uh-uh. exit to that, to that room.
0: Uh-uh. Which Where is, were they filming? A Romanian castle? Yeah, a real life Romanian castle. That's scary. Yeah.
1: That one it was just like, oh, that's so eerie because like it's one of those things, kind of like my own little ghost story that I had about babysitting where like sure. you assume something is just normal, like right. someone coming home or like oh yeah, two crew members are just in this
0: room hanging out, and right. then you realize that it Fair was enough. not. There's no way out but where you were. Uh-huh. That is crazy and I think especially with a movie that you would come to expect to run into probably new faces each day, depending yeah, on the yeah. set. So that's that does make it extra spooky because
1: you're know. like, oh, it's just. Uh. Yeah, you just and you're so focused on probably like he was probably focused on what else was going on, like right. the cameras moving and all that. I was like, oh, OK. And then.
0: Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I think going to a potentially haunted location to shoot a fictional. Yeah. Haunted movie.
1: Mm-hmm. i think no that's thanks. like one episode oh, that's the roanoke episode or season of american horror yep. story is them centering around reenacting yeah a haunting yeah. at the place right it, i didn't love the ending of that whole thing how it wrapped up but like it was really trippy at first to um have like the real life versus the reenactment they were doing both but all of it was fiction it was crazy
0: it's a movie
1: within a movie. Within a movie. Movieception. All right. So I have some honorable mentions to talk about. Um, these are from Mashable.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mashable.
0: Thank you, Mashable. Thanks, Mashable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all right. We have um, the deaths surrounding Rosemary's baby. So oh. more, more Date. So the Mia Farrow starring classic undoubtedly champions the most terrifying occurrences of any film on this list and may even take the cake for most misfortunate movie in history. Numerous tragic tests because the director of Rosemary's Baby was Roman Polanski, Mm -hmm. um, famously married to Sharon Tate, Mm -hmm. who was murdered by... Charles Manson: uh, one near death, however, may closely tie to these horrendous events to some kind of curse, kind of like the poltergeist, yeah, uh, or Poltergeist. Uh, there's no the <laughs> kind of like the poltergeist. it's just share. Less than a year after the premiere of Rosemary's Baby, producer William Castle was hospitalized with severe kidney stones. As a result, Castle experienced hallucinations of scenes from the film and was said to have, at some point, screamed, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. One could easily argue that, you know, this was just him conjuring up these images and right. this stress, but still, still creepy. Yeah. People who were around there were like, fucked up from it yeah yeah that would be pretty terrifying yeah i'm all set all set um the omen had some really inexplicably destroyed footage of one scene
0: oh yeah i read a little about that did you read a little Tell bit me. about that Tell yeah me.
1: well it was um let's see it was the infamous birthmark scene um from the 2006 remake Mm-hmm. Um they did an entire day of shooting, and then an accident in the processing lab destroyed thirteen thousand five hundred feet of film, which is an unheard of loss on most film sets, and Jeez. it had the lab technicians quote unquote in tears
0: yeah, but what like did they specify at all like what was the what went wrong? They couldn't
1: figure it out oh. I guess. If it had them in tears, I'm guessing I wasn't like, oh, well, this just happened. <laughs> um, uh, also, this one's very cool. Uh, there was a really um, interesting fire on the set of The Exorcist that happened. Um, two sets had been created on one soundstage. There was the main McNeil house mm-hmm. and then um, Regan's be- bedroom. Mm-hmm. Is it Regan or Regan? It's whatever you want it to be. All right, great. Um so um, there was a serious fire believed to have been caused, this is sad, by a pigeon flying into a
0: light box. Uh, <laughs> just Eye roll, those pigeons. <laughs> Unless they're carrying something for you, like a message. Sure. No use. No use. Uh, <laughs> so
1: um, it destroyed the McNeil home. Uh, set but however despite the fire severity it somehow managed to leave the nearby set of Regan's bedroom entirely unharmed Um, Friedkin who is director yes um, director William Fried director William Friedkin believes this event to be the only part of his exorcist experience related to quote unquote some kind of bad karma
0: So you're saying there's other spots or parts that could be related, but he doesn't think they're related. He doesn't think so.
1: In The Exorcism of Emily Rose star, Jennifer Carpenter didn't report a lot of abnormal activity on set, but she did have a spooky and recurring issue at home while in the project. Two or three times when I was going to sleep, my radio came on by itself, Carpenter told Dread Central. The only time it scared me was once because it was really loud and it was Pearl Jam's Alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just so random. And it's funny. so random.
0: Such a detail. I love like that. honestly, it could be like Hannah Montana, and <laughs> if it came on loud enough, it would scare the shit out of me. It could be like Simon and Garfunkel singing <laughs> their most
1: calming tune, and I'd be like, "What the
0: fuck? <laughs> That's the creepiest song I've ever
1: heard." Yeah. especially if it was that like rosemary and thyme one parsley sage rosemary and thyme (laughs) do you not know that one (laughs) uh there were two major paranormal events to hit the set of annabelle back to the conjuring back to annabelle and all
0: to the baby doll well it's not a baby doll (laughs) it all leads back to raggedy ann
1: always uh, first, during pre-production, director John R. Leonetti reported seeing and taking a picture of three fingers drawn through the dust along the window, backlit by the moon. Mm. Naturally, it spooked the director. I wouldn't call that a major mm. paranormal event.
0: It could be called anyone with fingers. Seen to drawn through the dust. What is drawn
1: through the dust mean? dragged that? your hand Yeah, through I feel through like that's. What, I feel like it's a, like a Titanic know, I, thing. Yeah, I picture the Titanic. Yeah, but that's not that I don't but know. But dust, man, the curtains on the set of The Conjuring creeped me out more than than that.
0: Yeah, do better, Annabelle. Do better. Actually, I'm not gonna taunt that freaking baby doll. Don't taunt
1: her because that's what she hates. No,
0: I assume I haven't seen those. No, it's true. I they dolls. said that some. Um, the only person that ever had like a bad experience coming out of Lorraine and Ed's house was this guy that went in and was taunting the doll, telling the doll it was just this ugly little doll. And he fell violently ill upon leaving. <laughs> <gasps> Holy uh, shit. Like, we love you, Annabelle. <sighs> Stay away, Annabelle. <laughs> yeah, we love Stay you. Stay in your box, Annabelle. Annabelle. You know what? You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. You they kind. They should- <laughs> he was smart <laughs> he was important they shouldn't call you raggedy Ann. they no. should call you radiant and <laughs> a bell a bell <laughs> radiant bell uh. i guess he was like hitting the glass like on the hurt the box she's in it's just like oh yeah, yeah don't fuck with that no that's amazing. I I was looking at prints
1: to get for this room, and there was a Ouija board one. Right. And guess what? I couldn't pull the trigger and get the Ouija board one. No. Because I don't fuck with that. No. And I want to communicate with you. No. I want to watch pe- other people try to communicate with you. Right. I don't want to open that door here. No. All right. Well, let's get to the second one and see if this one was a major paranormal event. Do better, Annabelle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, producer Peter Saffron can attest that while the mysterious markings may be easy to dismiss, sudden unexplainable events that mirror the horror of the film being made are harder to write off. He recounted the following to The Hollywood Reporter. Quote, we shot in this amazing old apartment near Koreatown and we had some funky stuff go down. In particular, the first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, we brought the demon up in the elevator, which is hilarious. (laughs) He walks out and walks around to the green room uh, to where we're holding the talent. And just as he walks under, a giant glass light fixture is being followed by the actor playing the handyman of the building. And all of a sudden, the entire glass light fixture falls down on his head, the janitor's head. And in the script, the demon kills the janitor in that hallway.
0: Okay, that's... That is major. Right. You got something there. Uh, and he said, it was totally freaky. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, that's that, totally That's more than totally freaky. freaky. Yeah, that's insane. That's like, I, I'm i out, goodbye. I'm out,
1: bye. Have fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. It's
0: Best been great. Luck. Best of luck. Beast of luck. Anywho. I'm it's real. Sure. It's real. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us on our part two of haunted movie sets. Haunted. They're haunted. <laughs> was that a good I, day. Saw, I saw you going in. I didn't know what you're going to do. And it was better than I could have Grab this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> took it. Um, we will be back next week with yeah. a new theme new
1: theme if you have any suggestions feel free to email them to us at supernatural
0: sisters pod at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at supernatural sisters pod do it we have fun do content it. molly runs that
1: social media and it's the yeah, best i do our cover art is by Breezer. you can find her at excellent terrestrial on reddit and instagram and our music is by nate johnson you can find him at musicbynatejohnson.com thanks
0: thanks guys bye